The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Miles Memories Podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. Joe Chung has the week off once again on his uh, world tour, wherever he may be. Mark, it's good to see you. We we, uh, had Han last week, and I thought that was a great show, so if people didn't listen, he talked all about his epic uh, trip all around the world, including first-class cabins, long-haul economy flights, overwater villas, just about everything on that trip. So make sure to, (laughs) to listen to last week's episode if you hadn't seen it yet. But it was a it was a fun one. Yeah, it was. Did you see him throwing shade at the uh, La Meridian in the Maldives for their uh, <laughs> their old school swing style doors, like like saloon doors? But there were like many saloon doors. Yeah, they were legitimately saloon doors. I did see that. Like old west style, yeah, it was crazy. Those are those are. Some- yeah, it wasn't like the high end feel you expect from the Maldives. But I told him, you know, simmer down a bit because you did fly economy going there. <laughs> Le Meridian's a weird brand. Like uh, I have never really stayed at one. And then we did this last time in Paris, or actually my son and my dad did across from the Hyatt. So, you know, it, it seemed like it, it used to be sort of a high-end chain or something. And, you know, it's fallen on better days. I don't quite know where it fits within their their portfolio. But, uh, you know, it was interesting doing it in France because it's a very French brand and French hotel. Uh, but yeah, uh, everybody check out the, the episode from last week if you liked it. We got some new cool cover art too, which uh, I think is is fun. So if you like that, consider uh, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. And you can find everything at mtmpodcast.com. Links if you want to apply for cards, all of uh, our contact information, everything you need to know, mtmpodcast.com. So this week, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to just go through a bunch of different subjects, keeping up on the latest miles and points stuff. And uh, I had a, a question before for you before we dive in. Have you ever sure. heard of, uh, since we were just talking about Marriott brands and weird, have you ever heard of AC Hotel by Marriott? I have, and I had didn't know a lot about them, but I stayed in one in Barcelona earlier this year. That was my first time ever staying at them. No, it's Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona, yes. The AC Hotel in Barcelona. Uh, so I, you know, I, it was an interesting one. It had a, the standard room was a suite at that property. It seems to like fit in the mid tier, um, but I liked it. It was cheap, pretty cheap on points compared to all the other options too. Well, I brought it up because my parents for their anniversary a couple weeks ago, they stayed at the, I guess there's a new one in Clearwater and had, they had a free night cert. So they stayed there and said it was really horrible. Like they wanted, I guess it's kind of like European theme, she said, or they're trying to be like a European hotel, but it just didn't like the service was bad. And, uh, the breakfast still had like fruit loops and all this like random stuff that it had like these weird European things. And then just like a cereal bar. And so she said, it just didn't fit really well. It was just kind of strange. So I was curious if you'd ever been to one. 
Yeah, obviously I went to one in Europe, so it was definitely a European experience as far as the hotel was. It didn't feel American, um, but of course it's not a new build. Um, the other thing about that brand, I think, with like platinum status, you don't get free breakfast automatically. You get like a property credit. So that worked out okay for us because we had just come off our transatlantic cruise. We didn't care so much about breakfast and we got like a $30 credit, I think something like that, that we were able to use. They had a really nice restaurant there, so that kind of worked out really well. So yeah, it, it was definitely a, a European experience. Surprising to hear like a new build wasn't very good. I, any of the Marriott brands, when I've been in one of their newer properties, tend to be pretty good, but I guess uh, just uh, not a good match yeah. for that area, right? Yeah, I was kind of surprised too, because it's you know brand new, but I don't know. It, it just, they said it was weird. They ended up trying to go down to hang out at the Hyatt down the street or check it out. And that was like packed, which I know is a, a popular one on Clearwater, the Hyatt Regency there. So they wanted to burn the cert. So they did. It just, it didn't work out. And it's kind of funny because they're like residents in type people. Like they don't want really nice stuff or anything. They just want kind of like a comfy room and in space. And the fact that she had such a negative uh, connotation towards it was kind of surprising to me. I'd be interested to hear uh, what other people say. So let us know. Uh, what your AC hotels experiences are, because I've only had that one. And I wouldn't say it was like amazing or anything, but it was perfectly fine. Speaking of the hotels, uh, you have an update on Choice Hotels, right? Uh, the big uh, craziness that happened uh, with that, you, you know, the, your sister's room was dirty and she didn't end up staying. And then they took your points and then they gave you the runaround. And uh, I guess ter- being a blogger, Came in handy for, for once, right? Yeah, I got the blogger treatment, just like uh, with City, and that didn't work out so well overall. But uh, <laughs> no, so it was kind of funny. You know, I wrote the article. I talked about it on the podcast, and I wrote the article. It came out like the same day as the podcast, and I had an email from a Choice Hotels executive, like within a couple hours of the article, which I thought was, you know, somewhat impressive. And it was through my Choice Hotels email, not my uh, Miles to Memories email. So they did like a little sleuthing and, and figured that out, which he said, you know, sorry, I hope you don't think I'm, you know, going crossing the line, but it was easy to find because I did a screenshot of, of my folio for the checkout. So he was able to find it that way, I guess. And, you know, very nice on the email, apologized for everything, said they'll uh, do some training on the issue, which I don't know if it's really a training problem or if it's more of just a systematic thing because of the way it's set up, it doesn't seem like their representatives have any power or, or maybe they do and they're just not trained on, on ways to do it. So maybe that's what he's talking about. But we went back and forth, super nice. He ended up giving me the 25,000 points back, offered to give me a couple more. And I said, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Like, I just want what was owed to me. So, you know, the next day, uh, the points were in the account. So I got those back. So that's good. And then uh, reader asked for his email and, uh, so, you know, because they were having some issues, too. So I asked him, do you want me to share your email or is there another email? And he said, uh, chsm at choicehotels.com. Email that. And that's like whatever group he runs, like his people, that's uh, it goes to their group. And he said they'll be on the lookout for anybody that has issues and stuff. So, you know, save that email. It's definitely a good one if you stay at Choice Hotels. So you have something if you're not getting anywhere with regular customer service reps. Yeah, it's nice that he reached out and obviously made it right and gave you uh, contact information to share with everybody because hopefully that can avoid problems for other people in the future. It just stinks that it has to get to that level where, you know, they got to get on blast or you got to get up to a higher level manager where people aren't trained, like you say, to, to resolve stuff. And I know part of that is the give and take between the program and the properties. Choice is probably eating those points. The property probably got paid and, you know, you need a higher level manager to approve that. But there's got to be better ways to do it. But I guess, uh, like I said, the good thing is that you have an email now 
to kind of skip through all the nonsense because I, I know if I have a problem, that's exactly where I'm going. I'm emailing right away yeah. to uh, to that email. Yeah, and other people chimed in. They were able to get in by like you know sending a letter to the CEO and stuff, which works whenever you have issues and you're not getting anywhere. That's always a good go-to if you can track down that info and send it in. But yeah, you never wanted to get to that point. And in the, the the feeling I got from all these interactions was the the hotels have more power in the choice uh, setup. Where I think like, you know, maybe like a Hyatt and stuff like that, like the program has more of the power. People are knocking down their door to get in type of thing so they can, you know, be a little more strict. Where choice maybe doesn't, you know, have that choice. Haha, <laughs> pun on words there. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think that that's, you're exactly right. Like they couldn't just give the points because it'd come out of the company's pocket versus, you know, they could just build a hotel back or refuse to pay type of thing. Which, you know, adds a problem, but it's sad to see for sure. Definitely. And I'm glad to see that there was a resolution there. Now, let's talk uh, about flights to Mexico. Uh, Our Diamond Meetup is in Mexico just about a month from when we're recording this, or exactly a month from when we're recording this. And uh, you had some some fun with flights that you booked. You booked flights on Delta, I think, and you'll you'll talk about it in a second. But I just wanted to mention, I still... Don't have any flights booked uh, for Mexico. I've been monitoring it. Oh, shocker. No, because what happened was the prices went crazy, remember, over the summer, right? And I've been watching prices just go down and down and down. And there's plenty of options and plenty of availability. So I just decided, you know, to kind of hold off and wait. And so I've been monitoring it. And the prices are dirt cheap right now. So I'm getting ready to book. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'm glad I waited because uh, in this case, uh, prices have come way down. Uh, But but what happened uh, with your good deal that you got on your flight down to Mexico? Yeah, I don't uh, have that option. I think we only have one nonstop uh, on Delta, and that's like one per day uh, to Mexico City. Yeah, I'm going to be in Florida, so that's probably that's more of the reason. You know, I'm just there's a lot of flights. Yeah, so I booked it. I booked this back in October, and I was kind of excited. And this was back when we were first starting to see prices go crazy throughout the summer and stuff. And I was able to grab uh, a nonstop flight, you know, from Detroit to Mexico City on Delta using twenty five thousand Virgin Atlantic miles, which was a really good deal. The cash price was probably like five hundred bucks, something like that. So I was looking, you know, forward to that. Got a good booking, and then when I went to go add it to my Delta login, you know, under my Delta account and all that stuff. It popped up and I wanted to pick my seats. It popped up and said, do you want to upgrade to first class for like 11,200 sky miles, something crazy dirt cheap like that? And I was like, well, sure, you know, I'll, I'll jump on this for sure, which added a little bit of layer to the issues. But so I had, you know, first class going both ways, total of like 48, 47, 48,000 miles, something like that, which I thought was pretty good. I mean, international flight, I know it's Mexico, so international in quotation marks. So we had that booked. And then a couple weeks ago, I got an email from Delta saying they changed me to a connection through Atlanta, which is my nemesis. And if you know, I couldn't handle that, right? Just, just yeah, your ego can't handle having <laughs> to fly through Atlanta and realizing how good of an airport it is. No. And then you'd have to admit you were wrong. The worst, the worst. I mean, it's not bad for transiting, but, you know, flying into or out of just the chaos that is there. I, I've never been a fan of it. But so I looked at that and I was like, you know what? I don't really want to connect. I'm trying. That's been one thing I've done since mainly, you know, since the pandemic, but always you know, try to avoid connecting whenever possible. So I was flying out on Wednesday. I didn't really need to be there until Thursday. It would actually make life a little bit easier 
on my wife if I, you know, flew out Thursday. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll take this as an advantage of this and, and change it to a Thursday's flight, which was still nonstop. Reached out to Delta, you know, had my fingers crossed because since it's a Virgin Atlantic booking, Delta's usually going to be like, yeah, you, we're not going to do anything for you because you didn't book it with us. But since I paid in SkyMiles to upgrade, I'm a Platinum member, I thought maybe, you know, I'll get somewhere with them. Reached out to them via chat, which they got on within a couple maybe. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Which they got on with in a couple minutes, which I was surprised about. She looked it up and said, you know what? It, you know, you booked with Virgin. There's nothing I can do for you. So you have to go with, get to with Virgin. And right then I was like, well, that's not going to work because I paid for this upgrade with SkyMiles. Virgin, I paid for economy. So if they move me, they're going to move me in economy and I'm going to lose that, you know, 10 or 11,000 miles. And there's never going to be that price of upgrade again offered to me at this point, even if I got on that flight. I looked and first class was like 1200 bucks one way. So <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's, it stings, right? When, you know, you think it's perfect, right? The perfect kind of a combination of things happens. You got the right flight, the right itinerary. And then, yeah, it's, it's, and we're, we're going to talk about uh, using like OTAs, third-party travel agencies, bank travel portals and stuff like that. Whenever you combine different companies to work on travel, it always uh, potentially becomes messy. Yeah, and it's annoying because it's Delta's fault for, you know, canceling my flight and book me on one that's got a connection and it's, you know, a 7 a.m. flight instead of a 9.30 flight. So you have to get up way earlier instead of having like a normal sleep schedule and stuff like that. So it's annoying. I think that they technically should have to move you because they're moving anybody else, but they're going to use that hey, you booked with somebody else, so we're not going to do anything for you. I know they get a lot less money uh, when you do a partner booking versus, you know, somebody paying cash to them. So I understand that for a bit. And I did reach out to Virgin just to see what they'd say. And they said, you know, I don't see any flights available because it has to be a saver award for them to have space to book it. So they couldn't really do anything for me. So got the double birds flown my way in my face. (laughs) But you know, that's kind of the, the risk. You're, everybody always talks about the good stuff about uh, partner award bookings, and there's a lot of great to it, and you save a ton. So it's usually, you know, the hassles are worth it because you're saving so much on the booking. But if you do run into issues, you have to play between two two companies, and it, it's usually a big pain in the butt. One thing a lot of people don't know about upgrades, too, is that whenever there's irregular operations or something that changes, you're not guaranteed that upgrade. You know, you can clear an upgrade or uh, you can pay for an upgrade and they're always going to go back to your original ticket if they need to. So like if, you know, they're one first class seat short uh, and they need to kick somebody out, it's going to be the person who upgraded things like that. You know, cause you would think in this just, I think if you were just approaching this from like a common sense perspective, you're in first class with them, just move you to first class on another flight. Life is good, but uh, it doesn't work that way. They look at it as a, you know, like you say, a partner ticket, an economy ticket, yeah, it stinks, but uh, at least you're still in first class. Yeah, that's true. And that's what you see, like the difference between the story we talked about a couple of weeks ago with American Airlines, where I was able to, you know, switch to a lie flat in uh, to Hawaii, and it was a way more expensive flight, but they did it because I booked it directly with them. And that works common sense wise, like, hey, that flight doesn't work for you anymore. We changed it on you. We'll move you to this one, even though it's more expensive, keep you in the same class and you're good to go. So that's kind of the difference. But you know, versus, and we're going to talk in a second, the travel portals, booking through that to get a couple extra points, you know, and sometimes there's just a way better price deal, which I get, and then it'll be worth it. But if you're doing it just for a couple extra points, it's not worth the hassle where this, if you're saving, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 miles, it's probably going to be worth the hassle to you to do. So with, with today's day and age, with all these changes and all that type of stuff, it's, it's just one more thing to worry about. 
Yeah, partner bookings are always something I've done and thankfully haven't had too many issues. And oftentimes I've been able to have the partners talk to each other, but with everything the way it is now, it's just more challenging staffing issues, longer hold times. Um, so it is something to, to sort of consider. But let's talk about travel portals because as you know, uh, the travel portals have become such a big business for the banks. Capital One Travel has been heavily advertised. Chase has had their portal forever and so has City and all the other ones really do too. And you know, we started to see bonus categories for the credit cards like Venture X, where you get bonus miles to book through their portal, which seems like a great idea. And we had a story on our, our site Another story of somebody really having issues, somebody who's a travel agent who understands how to navigate this stuff, booked through Capital One Travel to get those 5X you know, miles and then ended up having to deal with the headache that is uh, dealing with an OTA when you're booked uh, with an airline. Because when you book through a third party, the airlines won't deal with you. They just won't deal with you. They just... You know, they tell you to pound sand. And so you're putting a middleman in between you and the uh, travel provider. And uh, that's something to consider when you're, even if you're earning a few extra points, is it quite worth that? You just assume like, hey, I'm pretty good at this stuff. I know how to do it. I would call like she had a flight uh, on Lufthansa and it got changed to, to, you know, times and stuff that didn't work. She found a flight that was available that would work, called and, you know, said, hey, I want to change to this. And Capital One at first was like, well, we can't do that. And it's like, yeah, you can everybody's doing that now if you if you have a flight change they'll work with you to move you well i don't know if they didn't know they could or they didn't want to send on hold for a couple hours uh dealing with it so that's kind of like the problem that you run into with this and the week before we had another one where uh the the reader booked united first class through capital one travel and it said first class but it was really premium economy because sometimes the otas will show premium economy economy as business slash first class and you don't know it unless you go back to your United ticket and check your account and see there that it says, you know, premium economy or whatever United calls it. So it's just like a whole nother level. You got to check everything several times and then fingers crossed, nothing changes that doesn't work for you because it's going to be a pain. That's why I tend to avoid third-party OTAs and travel portals for the most part. But I do sometimes redeem like Chase Ultimate Rewards at one and a half cents each and through the Chase Travel Portal. So I will do that. And uh, thankfully, I haven't had too many issues. I've had to call them in the past. I think the big issue for me is calling, right? Everything revolves around long phone calls, them having to work and try to figure stuff out. And if you're lucky, you get it resolved pretty easily. But for a lot of people, it doesn't happen, especially when it's a circumstance where you could just call, if you had booked directly through the airline, you could just call them directly and they would fix it, right? And then, you know, now you're having a headache and, you know, I don't know that it's really worth it. It's worth it for me if I'm saving money using points, but I wouldn't book through them just, you know, if I was paying with a credit card, paying cash, I feel like booking direct would be, uh, there's no reason I wouldn't do that. I don't know. I wouldn't go to a portal. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, screwed me over, especially when you're booking those like, you know, mistake fares and stuff like that. When we booked that trip to South Africa, uh, we had like five or six people in first class. It was like, what was it? 350, something like the $350. Yeah. It was crazy. Crazy like that. I booked it through Expedia and then South Africa wasn't open because of the pandemic. So I reached out to them and the airline was giving the money back if you book directly. And I went to Expedia and said, hey, you know, they canceled this flight. Give me my money back. And they're like, well, no, they gave a travel credit. And you have to call us to use it because it's, you know, we have the travel credit. So I ended up losing that 350 bucks because I wasn't going to, you know, force a flight somewhere to use it. I forget which airline it was on. If it was like on Avianca or. I think it was Avianca. Yeah, it was definitely a South American airline. I lost my money too because the uh, same thing happened. I just yeah. didn't get a chance to use it. It was. 
it was frustrating. And I was booked through a, a different uh, travel port. I think I was booked through American Express. Um, so yeah, it, it's just no uh, no fun when you uh, when you do that. Which I know, I think Ian booked directly with the airline and he got his money back. So there's the thing. And I booked it thinking I was smart because, you know, the airline had, had all these issues money-wise. And I'm like, well, at least I'll have some protection because it'll be Expedia, you know, type of thing. And it ended up backfiring right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> the best laid plans. Of course, I mean, we're talking about something that was extraordinary, right? We booked that before COVID. COVID caused all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, but we're still seeing all kinds of cancellations as staffing still isn't there. I know in, in Europe, it's really bad at airports like Heathrow, where they don't have full staffing. They're canceling flights like crazy. So even though like the pandemic is in this whatever stage it's in, ought to use Han's words, uh, even though we're you know trying to get back to normal somewhat, there's still a lot of potential for cancellations and problems. And I think the less roadblocks you put between yourself and your travel, the better off you'll be. And uh, that's, uh, that's what I'll do. That's saying I'll probably be booking my flight down to Mexico with the uh, Chase portal just because oh. I can burn some points pay yourself back and just pay cash i know go to some restaurants yeah that's true i should probably do that yeah i should probably do. you you have me uh double <laughs> thinking my uh my uh my choice well that's why you know i've always said like if you can cash out points for about the same which with chase you can with pay yourself back now the the hang up it used to be easier when it was you know grocery or whatever dining is somewhat of a hang up but i know you you know you spend quite a bit on dining so you might have it in your history enough to cover it uh so i'd start there first and then if no uh, nothing else and you know sometimes you do see these crazy deals in the portal like a, a buddy just sent it he's booking a flight to bali and it was like half the price if he booked it through the chase portal versus booking direct with the airline so there are times where it's just you know you're taking the dive and you know it because you're saving so much you're, it's worth the risk yep absolutely so I'm, I'm sure everybody out there has a, an opinion on this uh, either way, but I'm sure everybody also has a horror story. Yes. I'll say one thing I'll say uh, about Venture X, because I, I know that was a big drawback. The $300 credit has to be used in the Capital One portal. And I've said, you know, I would focus on non-points hotels because you don't want to book like a Hyatt and not earn anything on it or use your status if you have it. And uh, car rentals. Somebody said their car rental prices are like extremely high compared to what you can get booking direct or auto slash. So maybe car rentals are even out. So focus on those non uh, points earning hotel stays, I guess. That's that's where I'd use it versus a flight if you can. Yeah, hotels are a lot easier to resolve things normally, especially if you're talking about an independent hotel. Um, it just takes a lot of the the hassle away. It's usually a, a lot better experience and a good way to, to use the credits. And I book hotels through uh, almost all the portals occasionally and like you say it's usually when it's like an off-brand hotel when i was in lithuania and there was no good uh points hotels or anything i booked a hotel through the chase portal right on like the main street there was just a local place um so i will do that so that's good advice especially if you're trying to burn credits all right so uh let's talk credit cards for a little bit city came out with their double cash card what like five six years ago now it seems like it's a long long time ago earning basically 2x everywhere it's gotten better over the years because uh, eventually those points became thank you points. If you have the premier card as well, you can get a lot of value out of the double cash card. But one thing they've never offered was a $200 bonus or a really attractive one. Was it, sometimes did it go, it's normally zero, right? And then it went to $100 occasionally before? Yeah, I think it was like targeted $100 or maybe like referral $100. Um, I think maybe there was like a very targeted $200 bonus, but I think 100 was usually the best you could get. 
So now it is $200 after $1,500 in spend in the next three months. Uh, like I said, those can be thank you points. Uh, you can transfer them if you also have a Premier card. And the Double Cash and the Premier are pretty good uh, one-two combination. Premier also has an increased 80000 thank you point bonus right now. I think normally it's 60000 um, But when you use those two cards... Uh, between all the bonus categories of like dining and supermarkets and then uh, 2x everywhere with the double cash it's pretty good yeah and the cool thing you know it's always been thought sign up for like an american airlines card or a city preferred and then downgrade it after the first year to the double cash because you, you couldn't earn a bonus on the double cash so this was a way to get a bonus and then still get the card you wanted down the line assuming you know the aa card doesn't work for you long term type of thing What's nice about this is it doesn't have the normal 48-month terms in it, you know, for thank you cards. Like, you can't get a city uh, premiere and then get a city rewards plus because you can only have one or the other within a 48-month period. Well, the custom cash, when it came out, didn't have that terms, which earns thank you points and has a $200 bonus. And now, when they came out with this bonus for the uh, double cash, it doesn't have those terms. So you can actually sign up for the both cards at the same time end up with a 100k uh, bonus between the two of them. So that's kind of nice where in the past it would be better to sign up for something else where now you can, if you're over 524, you might as well throw in the application and grab extra points. You know, that's what we did with the custom cash. And we currently have the double caches, but I might close my wife's and have her try again to sign up to just get that extra 20k points. Might as well. Yeah, it's nice to see City being a little bit more aggressive with their bonuses and competing a little bit uh, better there. Uh, we don't have any links for City uh, anymore, but uh, on our article, we do have some links to for Travel Freely if you're interested in supporting them and our referral link through them. Travel Freely, that awesome service that uh, basically they find the best travel rewards offers. It's a free sign-up as well. So all of that information is in the article. The other news that came in the credit card front, or I guess it's a rumor, um, is that two new Marriott Bonvoy cards are coming. And uh, I guess by now it's pretty obvious that all of the Bonvoy cards have to start with a B. And I wonder how hard they had to uh, really um, you know, think about this one because the two new names are Marriott Bonvoy Bountiful and Bevy. Bevy is the one that I'm like, they're stretching it a little bit to, uh, to, get, to, the, uh, to get the names. What does Bevy even mean? I don't even know it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it sounds interesting. What does Bonvoy mean though? I don't it's just like uh I hate when they do this. It's so hard. Like when uh Hilton refresh their cards and they all look exactly the same. At least, you know, Marriott has made them look a little bit different, but like boundless, bountiful, bounty, brilliant, bevy, I can't keep them straight. When people ask me questions about them, I'm like, which one is that again? I I don't know. <laughs> The interesting thing is these are still rumors, right? So they're not officially confirmed, I think, right? Didn't didn't DDG email this to one of the banks? <laughs> yeah, he emailed, uh, yeah, one of them and asked about if they had any comment or anything th to say about it, and they said no comment. So I'm guessing that means it's true, but they're not uh, wanting to say that. Because they would have said there's nothing like that if, if it was that, wouldn't they? I think so. I think uh, Gary left from View from the Wing also leaked or had a copy of the Bonvoy Bevy card. So we did get to see what that will look like. Uh, it looks a lot like the other, uh, the new style of the other sort of Bonvoy cards. Uh, I think the rumor is that both these cards will be mid-tier. So like around a $250 annual fee. It's probably going to have some sort of mid-tier premium travel stuff, but uh, not to the level of the more upscale Bonvoy Brilliant card, which there's a rumor that the annual fee on that's also going up. And uh, they didn't they also like neuter the 
resort credit there with that card? Yeah, they changed it to $25 a month in restaurant credit instead of the $300 property credit, which I know I would prefer the restaurant credit because I know I'll use it versus trying to force a stay at Marriott. But anybody that gets that card is going to be a Marriott loyalist or somebody that stays at Marriott. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like it's pretty easy for them to use. Um, so I don't get that. If it goes to 650, I don't know, unless they add like a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know why anybody would keep it. Like you're getting into the Amex platinum level, which is already hard to justify. I don't. And then if that goes up, does the aspire go up? (gasps) Did I just put that in the universe? (laughs) Let's hope not. But I mean, the, the good news is too, maybe with this mid tier $250 card, maybe people who have that card will get enough benefit out of it. We don't really know a lot about what they're going to offer. So it's just, it's kind of like confirmed rumors at this point or something. Uh, but I expect that we'll see an announcement. And by the way, one of those cars will be Chase. One of those cars will be American Express. And then also, you know, what rules will they have on what you can and cannot have and how long ago before you can apply for this? Because Marriott, you need like a Venn diagram to figure out application rules for them. It's so stupid. I, I, I just, anytime I'm going to apply for one of those cars, I did it last year and I had to like sit down and create like a whole report trying to figure out, okay, did I apply for this? When did I get this? Because it depends like even across banks. Uh, what you get um so yeah pay attention to those rules which sounds like it seems illegal to me <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean it's in the term so I, I i'm guessing that it's legal i don't know i don't know but doesn't that sound like uh you know two companies working together to screw over somebody i don't know but it all comes from marriott so i'm, I'm sure it's on the up and up collusion that's the word i was looking for it's a rare situation where you have a bank working or two banks working with one major loyalty program I guess we have it with American Airlines and City and Barclays, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's weird. And they've been really aggressive on launching new cards. Just think about over the last couple of years since Bonvoy came, how many different products they've launched and how they've sort of changed their lineup. And I mean, none of it's home run stuff, but uh, it's good to see that. And they've made it fairly easy since you can stack the business and personal free night credits from the cards to get platinum status. Like you can get 30 just from the credit cards and then worthless. Yeah, I mean, I've used it a couple times this year. I've had it for, for a couple of years now. And yeah, I don't, you know, if I really look at the benefit I've gotten from my Bonvoy Platinum status, did it really make a whole lot of sense? I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's nice. And, uh, you know, it's definitely not up there. It's far behind uh, Hyatt Globalist for me and even my Hilton Diamond I put up there. I'd put it below Hilton Gold and you can get that for 95 bucks. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you there, especially internationally. Uh, yeah, overall, I think Hilton Gold with the breakfast benefit and everything is good, but it's nice to have that status. And Marriott has an amazing uh, portfolio. I mean, there's properties everywhere. They are so big. Speaking of uh, properties everywhere, this is a perfect transition into talking about the Hyatt Hotel map. Now, Mark, one of my favorite things to do as a nerdy Hyatt person, and I'm just going to guess that this is not something that you do often, um, is I'll go to the Hyatt Hotel map and just sort of like browse around and look at all their properties, especially now that they've been adding so many different brands. And, you know, there's properties in places that I don't know. Like I used to know where every Hyatt was. And now I'll, I'll go like look at the world map. and I'll be like, oh, my God, this place has a Hyatt. This place has a Hyatt. Or, you know, go to Cancun area. I was just looking, uh, possibly going there before we go to Mexico City. And there's 45 Hyatts there now because of all the include. I mean, they, they I think they have like 15 Hyatt all inclusives between the Cancun and Playa del Carmen area. It's insane. But yeah, so Frequent Miler wrote this week 
about the Hyatt Hotel map, which is this map that you can go to that shows all the Hyatt hotels in the world. We wrote, we kind of amplified that as a good reminder because it's an amazing tool. And I think it came because Drew from Travel is Free long time ago used to make maps for all the programs. And then Hyatt sort of realized that he was getting traffic from it. And I think they, they made their own, but it works pretty good. You can filter it by different categories and all kinds of different stuff. And uh, it's definitely a good tool if you're planning Hyatt stays. Yeah, I remember uh, Dan with Travel on Points used to do that for the IHG Point Breaks hotels too. He'd put them all on a map and stuff. Rest in peace, Points Breaks. But uh, Oh, I thought something happened to Dan. No, I'm <laughs> Sorry, Dan, we, we love you. No, he's probably in a day's in somewhere in some back world, uh, some backwoods Ohio city. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Of course he's there. That's that's the only place you can find him. But no, uh, for the I've always done my searching on a ward mapper, which is, it gets glitchy sometimes. So it's not as good as it used to be as far as that. And it's not as up to date as it used to be, which with all these additions is understandable. But uh, I do that just because it shows you all like I can pick which brands I want to look at, you know, like Hilton and Hyatt. But it is nice. And you said that, you know, with the Hyatt map, you can pick like, I want to look for category fours to burn my certificate, you know, where the best ones in the U S or in this country or whatever. So definitely a good tool to use, especially if you're kind of like, I want to travel in September, but I don't know where I want to go. Let me, you know, and I have some certificates to burn or I have some points in this program and it, you know, so it's a good thing to do. And it definitely opens you up to new destinations you might not have realized uh, before. So definitely check it out. Yeah. And the software that they use is pretty good. Um, it zooms in and out pretty good. You can also filter by brand, of course, and, and other stuff, amenities, things like that. Uh, they also have a map of their upcoming properties. So you can kind of look at what they're building out. Uh, we have a link to that in our article as well. I was playing around with that, and I don't know if I even knew it existed. I, I'm kind of going back and forth on if I did, but if I did, I hadn't used it in a long time. The one thing about it was a lot of the properties that are listed on there have already opened. So I don't know how often they update that. Um, but there was like over 900 properties in their pipeline, according to that map. But uh, like I said, a few of them I clicked through, they were already open. So I don't know when the last time they, they, they updated it, but it's kind of cool too, to kind of see where new properties are coming from, especially if you kind of filter by, you know, brand. So, Ooh, wait, where's the new park Hyatt's? Where's the new Onda's properties? Those more aspirational ones. Um, so yeah, I got some nerding <laughs> to do. I didn't have enough time earlier, but I'll be, uh, I'll be nerding away on uh, on that stuff i speaking of uh, the all-inclusives on the um near cancun i was looking through some of them i don't know how anybody chooses if we did do one i don't know how you choose one from the other like there's just way too many of them you know the zoetry one that kind of looks like an interesting yeah i think that's supposed to be their high-end new one like, yeah like the ziva level zalara level but i also think it tends to sway towards older people on property so I guess that's something to consider too. Yeah, it feels like I would have to do like a huge deep dive on all these properties just to try to figure out which one. Um, the Zoetry was only like 31,500 Hyatt night, Hyatt points per night for three people. And yeah, it's a five, AAA five diamond. It looks like the nicest to your point of all of them. And it seems like it's sort of like a Miravalli kind of thing. Like it's organic food. It's healthier stuff. There's more of a focus on wellness and stuff like that. I'm out. <laughs> so I don't know. But there's a cheaper one, too, that's right close to the airport because we would only be there for like two days. So uh, I might just do that one. It's more of like a traditional Cancun style, all-inclusive, probably not as nice. But then it's also only 21,500 points uh, per night. So it's cheaper. The other thing about the Zoetry I wanted to point out to people listening, if you want to get 
nerdy about all inclusives is the room that you book into the standard room is like 1100 square feet. And so there's basically all these giant suites with good ocean views and stuff if you stay there. So that, that kind of set it all apart. But I think I might just go back down to the Andaz Mayakoba because I love that so much. And I don't really care as much about the all-inclusive stuff. So uh, I don't know. But uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll get to squeeze that in before I go see everybody down in Mexico City. I'm hoping to. Yeah, I, I haven't been to an all-inclusive man in like 10 years, something like that. And I think the last one was Mexico. So I definitely need to get back at some point. It just It's just not appealing to me really you know, the way I travel anymore. I used to want to be relaxing on travel and having everything there was nice and easy. And now I kind of want to like, I want to go see stuff. I can't sit by the ocean or the pool for longer than like a couple hours before I get bored. So I don't know. I guess if you find one cheap enough that you can, and we have that post from a while ago of all the category four, all inclusive Hyatt's, that might be the good mix where you get like the breakfast and maybe dinner here or there or lunch. And then you go out and explore if you can find one in an area you want to go to and you're not you know, if you're paying 30,000 points for an all-inclusive, you're going to stay there and eat because you feel like, hey, I paid a lot for this, so I want to I want to take advantage of it. So I get that. Or maybe, you know, go to a, a non-all-inclusive towards the end and, and explore a bit. I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. Yeah, the other thing I was considering for that area, and since we're talking about it, I know a lot of people like to go travel down there, is the Grand Hyatt in Playa del Carmen, which I've heard is amazing. It's right in the middle of, like, the downtown area of Playa del Carmen, but also on the beach. So you talk about, you know, you're getting club lounge access. Yeah. It's only 21,000 points a night. You're getting club lounge access. You're going to get your breakfast. And then you have like the whole city. I, I was in that area in 07. It's a really cool area. And I'd love to go back. The other interesting thing, it's about an hour from Cancun airport, but you can take the bus directly from the airport. Don't if you want to take the, <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh, or of course you can book a, a car, but uh, yeah, the, the, so my backpacker, like uh, blood wants me to take the bus if I go there. So we'll see if that works. The bus is right at the airport. If it's not a chicken bus, it doesn't count. It doesn't count if it's not a chicken bus. <laughs> eh, you know, every uh, every bus has its uh, its moments. <laughs> but, you know, I, I did drive, did that drive a few years ago. I, I don't want to rent a car. And the thing about going to, like, Cancun, and I don't feel like this is the case in every city in Mexico, but that area, it's kind of exhausting having to deal with the touts and um, I don't know. I, it's not my favorite area of Mexico. Do I want to go there for like two or three days? That's the question. Is it enough? You know, if it, is it too much energy just for that short amount of time? But the thing is, I found we're going to be in Orlando. It was cheaper, actually, for me to book two one-way flights, Orlando to Cancun and Cancun to Mexico City, than to just book to Mexico City. And uh, obviously easier. And, you know, if I can do that and split it out by a couple days, then maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe I'll consider it. So we'll see. But I'm looking forward to that Mexico City uh, meetup. I'm excited. It's only a month away. Finally getting to do Mexican Independence Day. And then we got an awesome tour that we're going to do. Like how many people are going now? Like 70? Uh, I think it ended up being 63 or 64 confirmed are, are in. So that's that's pretty crazy for going to an international city. But looking forward to it. I've never been to Mexico City. And everybody always says it's like one of their top three in the world, which it kind of blows people's mind when you say that. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, just check it out. Get, and especially we're going at such like a prime time for ambiance and just like craziness. So, you know, I'm all in for that. Oh, you, I'm sure you'll be in, uh, in rare form in Mexico <laughs> city in the best way. So, uh, it's going to be going to go rooftop bar hopping. That's my, that's my plan. One of the nights you should definitely do that. Try a lot of tacos too. 
that was the thing that I did when I was there with my two friends uh, that I ride coasters with. And we went to Six Flags Mexico and a few other places. But we tried a bunch of different tacos. Like everywhere we went had amazing tacos. It was, you know, it, it was mind blowing because you could just walk into a random place, not looking it up. And, you know, that Atavada right off the or that Pastor right off the spit. Oh, my God. So good. Probably not. I don't do you. You don't like meat that much. So do you like tacos? I don't know. Uh, no, I'm more I'm more like fish tacos and stuff. Okay. I, mean, I think they probably have fish tacos there. That's more of a West Maybe. Coast thing, but I'm sure I'm sure you'll find plenty of things that you enjoy eating. Uh, the food culture there is pretty good. I love I love uh, chips and salsa. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mark will go to on the border Mexico City, uh, on the border restaurant Mexico well, no, City. You, you know location. they have, have some amazing salsas. And uh, Carlos and the group who you know grew up in Mexico City said. Some of them, man, are really, really hot. So be careful with it uh, if you eat it because it could wreck your stomach if you're not used to it. So got to uh, be careful of that and, you know, sample around. And and uh, if it's too hot, maybe stay away. Yep. So it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to that. I think next week Joe will be back with the two of us. So uh should be the three of us here uh, next week. And then I may be off on a cruise. I will be off on a cruise, but I'm not sure about our recording schedule. But it'll be good to have us all back. Next week, learn about his trip, his Alaska cruise, Disney Cruise Line. I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. You can find Joe all over social media as the Joe Flies. Where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark, at milestomemories.com. Comment on any of the articles on the site. I'll get back to you there. Join the Facebook group uh, in there all the time or, or message me on Facebook. How about you, Sean? Yeah, we're at Miles to Memories all over social media. For this podcast, you can go to mtmpodcast.com. We have links to apply for cards, help support the show. Also links to subscribe. You can subscribe in any podcast app. Like I said, if you're on Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews help us out a lot. Mention Mark's laugh and uh, it gives him a giggle. Everything we do, all of our podcasts, our videos, our posts, everything can be found at milestomemories.com. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.